0: Welcome to a special episode of Soccer Over Gotham. We are your hosts, Ruby Pinto, Gary Gibson. Tonight, we are going to take a deep dive into supporter culture and highlight the best supporter group in American soccer, our own Cloud9 supporter group. We will interview two Cloud9 members, and I can't wait to bring their story to the fans. And we will follow that up with an amazing interview with Gotham fan favorite, Mandy Freeman. Ruby! I'm still on cloud nine from that interview. <laughs> all right. I made a joke. I'll see myself out. <laughs> it's gonna mute myself for the rest of the episode.
1: <laughs> that was such an amazing interview. I hope everyone that listens enjoys it just as much as we did.
0: So, all right, without any further ado, let's go Gotham. Thanks for listening. Let's get onto the show. So Ruby, it is so good to be back. I w- I've been wanting to do this show with cloud nine for a while. I can't wait to bring their story to the fans, but first, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, We finally got some nice weather here in Jersey, so I'm enjoying that. And again, those interviews that are coming up are are amazing, both of them.
0: Yes. All right, let's get to the show. So before we start, let's talk a little bit about supporter culture. And as I said many times, I think on this show, I've said many times, supporter groups are the lifeblood of soccer, but what are supporter groups? And like, why are they so important?
1: Exactly. So supporter groups are a collection of fans of a club that serve a bridge between like the team and the fans. There is a hierarchy within the supporters group and each supporter group has their own code of ethics and stances, but mainly they are located in the section behind the home team's goal, chanting, singing, dancing, bringing the atmosphere and they cheer for their team. You can always find them before the game's holding tailgates at parties with all the fans They're They're just party, party people.
0: Yes. (laughs) And supporter clubs usually feature four tenants. The first is to never stop cheering on your team, regardless of the winning or losing. Secondly, most supporter sections in modern specific soccer stadiums are safe standing. So you're supposed to stand during most times during the game. Third, as a supporter, you should always attempt to attend as many matches as you possibly can home and away. And then lastly, you should always follow the lead of the person in the stand called the capo. They are essentially the conductor of the supporter group. They lead the group in chance and they keep everyone on point.
1: Yep, that's true. Supporter groups also serve many other functions. Supporter groups also advocate for positive change. The use of banners and signs throughout their section highlight the causes they believe in. So supporter groups are are progressive organizations and advocate for health and safety of the players and the growth of the sport.
0: Yeah. And not only that. But supporter groups have the ear of the team and ownership, and they're often included in decisions regarding the team. So for example, when Sky Blue rebranded to Gotham FC, Mm -hmm. Cloud9 was very much helping craft the rebrand with Zoom meetings with the former GM and with internal surveys. So supporter groups are the fans that set the culture of the club as well. So Gotham FC is one of the most diverse and inclusive clubs in the sport. It's a reflection of the culture of the supporter club and therefore the fans. Cloud9 is a fantastic group of people. Everybody is welcome, and hate has no place in that group.
1: Exactly. Everyone who's listening should go and sign up. And being part of a supporter group gives you a sense of ownership of the club as you get to help drive the direction of the club forward. And being an agent for positive change, not only within the club, but within uh, the community, supporter groups are routinely running charity auctions and volunteer their time with local charities.
0: And as we get into during our interview... You don't have to sit with the supporter group and chant if you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to get yelled at for the entire time, (laughs) but you should get a membership anyway, even if you live half a world away from Red Bull Arena and can't make the games. As we talked about earlier, supporter groups are out there amplifying your voice as fans and they push for positive change for the team and the sport. Getting a membership, it helps them advocate for a better and safer sport. I can't stress that enough. Get a membership.
1: Yes. My favorite thing about supporter groups is the atmosphere they bring to the stadium. And they actually work like hours and hours and hours creating these banners and TIFOs, which we have a TIFO championship in Cloud9. TIFOs are the largest scale banners that hang from the, the rafters before the games uh, and highlighting players, banters, and just overall setting the tone for the players and the fans. Our supporter group Cloud9 won a TIFO contest last year and their work is amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Supporter groups also set the tone for the team itself. One thing that's baked into this team's DNA, Gotham FC, as we mentioned again many times on this podcast, is a a never quit attitude. And it reflects reflects to the players. They just do not stop for 90 minutes. From the first minute to the last minute, Mm -hmm. this team is fighting. Ask any player on this team. They will tell you that the energy of Cloud9 wills them to keep fighting. Cloud9 doesn't quit. And this team reflects that attitude.
1: And honestly, I can't wait to learn about our, our club supporter group, which is Cloud Nine again. And I want to to hear more and know and get into that history of the group. Hear some fun stories and find out how they became members.
0: All right, let's go talk to Cloud Nine members, shall we? Let's go. <laughs> All right, Ruby and I are here with two Cloud9 members to learn more about the best supporter group in soccer. Welcome Shay and Natalie to the show.
2: Hi, guys. Hi, guys.
0: (laughs) So I'm like super excited to do this interview. I've been playing with this idea for like a while. Supporter (laughs) groups mean so much to the sport and to me personally. Supporter groups are like the lifeblood of sports that we love and it's so interesting of an organization, especially Cloud Nine. And I want everyone who's listening here to have a better understanding of the supporter culture. And ultimately I want you all to become a member. But before we do, let's get to know our guests, Shay and Natalie. So please just Shay or Natalie, either one, introduce yourselves, your role in Cloud Nine, and uh where your love for soccer came from and your kind of journey to Cloud Nine.
2: Yeah, that's all you Shay.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, my, my name is Shay. He, him pronouns. I started with Cloud9 2015, right after the World Cup. And what else? Capo. Yes, I capo and I drum uh, for Cloud9 as well.
0: So you went from 2015 not being in a supporter group to being a capo. That's You jive straight into it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was 2015. Like end of 2015, I became a cloud nine member, but I joined, like started going to sky blue games after the world cup yeah, and then carried on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, and now, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, so
2: my, my journey is a little bit shorter um, just because I really started <laughs> getting into like the actual meat and bones of supporters culture actually, thanks to the pandemic, I ended up becoming a part of like a national supporters group, shout out to Plastics. And like, I started meeting a lot of people from around the country of different supporters. And that kind of segued me into actually, like, I've loved soccer for years. I grew up playing soccer. I was, you know, kicking a ball from the age of four to when I was like, a sophomore junior in high school, you know, like, I've, I've been in there, I watched Mia Ham play on the US women's team back in the day, like, I've been a, a fan of uh, MetroStars slash the New York Red Bulls. And then, you know, that kind of segued me into getting into the women's side of soccer, you know, the NWSL. And I've been a member, let's see, I've been a member of Cloud9 for the last two years officially on paper. And I also do capoing with Shay. And my biggest involvement so far has also been collaborating and commiserating with Jen and Melissa of Cloud9 leadership to, uh, to get some really cool TFOs flying for both Cloud9 yeah. and for Red Bulls too, hopefully in the near future.
3: We have an award winner yeah. here. It's yeah. It's not until
2: I kiss the hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been it's been a wild ride. Like I went from doing nothing with soccer supporters to now I'm a board member for Empire Supporters Club for the Red Bulls. And now I'm, you know, helping on the sidelines for Cloud9, but, you know, I'm going to be living at Red Bull Arena this this year. So, you know, better make the best of yeah. that time.
0: Yeah, I've been a season ticket holder for Red Bulls and uh, Gotham, so I know what you're, I know what you're yeah, going through. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I'm, I'm kind of playing for, I'm playing <laughs> on both sides, but it's been a wild ride so far and I've met a lot of really awesome people, so.
1: Every supporter group has its story. Just give us some background of Cloud9, just a short story. Uh, I don't think this, this story is short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very involved we, uh, and very we, awesome. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a,
3: it's a great story. Um, I had to ask one of our leaders, Melissa, about the story. So she's one of the founding members of Cloud9. So She's great. I love her. According story. to her, yeah, according to her, it was 2013. Uh, she saw Jill Loyden on the bench playing her cowbell cheering on. The team on the field and the very next day she comes in with uh melissa comes in with the clap with the cowbell and mm-hmm. plays like on the field
2: Like every <laughs> she's like sitting story. on the field just
3: just just hammering away at the cowbell <laughs> and then someone in the front office told her okay these people are complaining about the noise and we're going to put you in section nine of your sack so <laughs> this is
2: our villain so this anymore. happens like
3: <laughs> this happens uh around the end of the season and then going into 2014 they're looking for a way to become a official supporters group but they find a twitter account already made called cloud nine uh sky blue supporters group but it was made by this random guy we have <sighs> no idea who he is he's never showed up to games <laughs> he's just like <laughs> just absolutely no one knows who he is he is just like it's like patient zero he's this urban legend <laughs> he is patient zero um and later later that year uh, melissa meets jen Janet already was part of esc so she knew how to run a supporters group and we're here it's
2: kind of cool actually how much overlap there is with those two groups like it's it's very interesting because usually you get into one you go to the other and like you see a lot of the same people at those games which is really fun too it's kind
3: of fostering yeah that.
1: um now yeah. the big question is where is that cowbell now
3: yeah. <laughs> oh uh, probably melissa probably still it's has probably it. still or on either. the stand yeah <laughs> Yeah, we probably still have that same
2: cowbell. Yeah, it's probably the one that's just um, covered in stickers and stuff that's just on, like, because yeah. she has, like, this little stand with, like, a couple of cowbells, like, a cymbal at the top and, like, some noisemakers and stuff. Yeah. It's great. It's, like, this little setup. And so she literally has <laughs> herself... <know>? <laughs> I'm yeah, going to have to come down with... and
1: take a picture with a cowbell. Like, I <laughs> have to ask her if that's the one. Yeah,
3: yeah I think it's the one with the uh, Sky Blue uh, sticker on it. Oh. Yeah.
2: So the the origin so. story is there. <laughs>
3: yeah. And we got to thank Joe yeah for even like coming up with it. That's that's she's the epicenter for all of this. <laughs> she was the fulcrum. That's yeah, that is <laughs> <awesome>. the fulcrum.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. But walk us through the process of a game day, the prep, the tailgating and you know the rush of supporting yeah yeah
2: of- so this is this is something that i especially over the last year now have become very familiar with it's been amazing having these games uh at red bull arena because the facilities are just so much better um you know going from your sec to this is just yeah. is absolutely take it
3: insane. from a person yeah like yeah take it from a person who the muddy field like, had to set up at your sec. yeah
2: it's it's crazy how how much better things are like we have space in the cage which is just like the cage is just like an area where we keep all of like our supporter stuff that you know like the banners the flags everything and so it's viking army who is the other uh supporters group for red bull ourselves for esc and then we have like now this little corner for cloud nine stuff and it's really nice um but so our our process usually starts anywhere from like four hours four or so hours even before we like start tailgating any of that we have to get into the stadium usually we can't be in the stadium at like beyond two hours before game time because the players are arriving so we have to be there very early and you know bring out all the banners literally all the cloud nine stuff that you see and the gotham stuff that you see gets that gets put up that's all done four hours before the game starts so usually we have a, a crew of people um like at least three or four of us that are just putting up these flags Um, putting up the banners that we all pretty much hand paint. Um, We have uh, flags that go up uh, with each of the, we have at least one flag that represents the nationality for like players that are currently on the team. Uh, You know, our our usual colors of various rainbows and trans representation and everything. Um, And then we put out the drums, we put out every, uh, you know, all the flags, everything. And then once that's all done, (laughs) we go back out and then we start the tailgate. Um, So it just kind of all leads into each other uh tailgating can be anywhere from three to four hours before the game itself before like all of that stuff and then you know we're out there uh in the lot right next to the red bull arena uh we got tents set up we have usually a a canopy or two and it's just like we love when new people come around like even if you're not part of cloud nine like we also we always like invite people to come over we have so much food like we always have music it's just like we want to like start fostering this like idea that you know (laughs) if you're new around or if you want to come and like you know, be there that early before the game, like, we're going to make sure it's worth your while.
1: <laughs> and talking about prep things, like the TFOs, how, like, the designs <laughs> come up and, like, painting this thing? It's huge. Oh, that's all yeah. yeah, Natalie. That's, okay, that's listen, it's not Natalie.
2: all me because it takes a village to get these things done. <laughs> uh, it's 40 <laughs> by 50 feet of plastic hell that you have to go through. But it literally all just starts with an idea. And, like, you know, we're already at the beginning, facing the beginning of our current season. And, you know, I can't say much just yet, but you know we are planning on having a awesome. tifo for our opener for the regular season. It and is, and you gotta give us an exclusive and like a little clue. Yeah. No, no, no! Knocking on it every is. surface that there is. <laughs> I'm currently for people who can't see. I'm currently knocking on my own head. If it goes off without a hitch, it's going to be very, very cool. Um, it's gonna be the coolest wait. one we've done. In we a while. yeah, we already oh. we we won the hardware last year. Now we're just like it's like how can we possibly do it better? And like,
1: you're, you're getting me hyped up. (laughs)
2: That's that's the thing. We already have the schedule. So we already know kind of like where we're going to be going with things. And like, for this first one, we just want to remind everyone, like why we're doing what we're doing and just getting them hyped back up for being at Red Bull Arena. Like we have so many new members this year too.
1: That's awesome. And, and the supporter work doesn't stop there. You guys also do charitable work as well. Tell us a little bit about some like charities that you've done or currently working on.
3: Uh, so we do a pride raiser, Axe pride raiser, every challenge cup. Um, and I And this it. year we're doing <laughs> this year we're doing a a baji, which is a black alliance for just immigration. Um, they that are loca- yeah. They are located. Their headquarters is located in New York, but they're all over the United States. Um, and uh, we just finished doing an auction. For um, CVTC, which is the Crime Victims Treatment Center, and they provide services to sexual assault and domestic abuse um, survivors. Yeah. So
2: that was a. Those are our two. <laughs> that that process. Well, can we talk about that though for a second? Because that was hilarious. Getting oh, the stuff yeah. for that auction. Literally. So Shay can tell yeah. you about this. Shay, you know, you tell them about the drum head because that was your oh, that was your story time. Child. Come so, on. That was your bandchild. So
3: last year I played the snare drum. <laughs> I got injured so I don't do that this year but last year I was playing the snare and like the last couple of games of the season I would run to the uh the barrier with like the full drum and just like drop it just for uh <laughs> the players to sign it was awesome. um it was fun and then <laughs> the 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 best one would have been the Carly Lloyd signature on there we had to naho just yeah. like ran so
2: good she was, I mean, carly had already walked she, she was like yeah out. and naho just kicks the drum head and just goes just, just like goes carly, it carly. <laughs> it's so funny
0: yeah <laughs> that
3: was yeah. probably the best one yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah no so it's it's all about not only as a community itself as a group but you guys are so focused on the community around the stadium and, do, and being around people and doing the good things and it's one of the things i really really love about supporter groups is just the community aspect of yeah, it
2: for sure absolutely i've met yeah. so many. like i said i've i'm kind of new to the game a little um i'm kind of getting my bearings on it but like just the amount of people that i've met through doing supporters things you know just like you meet people who want to be involved with tifo like you have like a a core Mm -hmm. group of people who like you see on the regular who are willing to help out and like make something really, really cool. Like, and you know, you see this thing fly and it becomes all worth it. And like, you really do bond over that.
3: Yeah. You really become a family. Yeah.
0: Supporter groups are again, the lifeblood of soccer and you get to be there for all the great moments, but tell us about one or two of like your favorite supporter moments for this This team.
3: (laughs) This
2: is actually, this is like a, a story that I didn't know would have, the thrilling conclusion it had, simply because we had no idea what was going to happen in the draft of like, or like in like the trade season that just happened. So this is like flashing back to last year, the infamous home game that we had against the Orlando Pride in which we had a very big issue for the South Ward of all of the Orlando oh. fans who decided to try to get into our supporters' side and hold up, cra- yeah, that. oh yeah, and hold up uh-huh. Crashland signs. And so <laughs> Shay and I were capoing the second half, and Ashland comes over to our side. And, you know, like all of these fans, like they put up the posters, they're like, oh, my God, it's Ashlyn Harris, like whatever. <laughs> and I'm telling this because it's 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 hilarious to me because we and this entire event is what sparked us releasing the club over country design that we ended up, that's still on our spreadsheet right now. But literally all these fans are just like clapping for Ashlyn or whatever. And Shay and I just look at them. We're like, no, you boo this woman. (laughs) Like you have to boo this woman because she is the opposition. And they're just like, no, we couldn't do that. And so Shay just looks at Ashlyn and goes, yo, Ashlyn f you like just like flat out screams it and ashton <laughs> just looks over at us and just gives us a thumbs up <laughs> and, like, like, that was it. And we were like we were whatever so the draft happens and literally the first thing i do is text shay i'm like oh we we messed up we super super messed up and like we're like laughing about this so, like absolutely like, it would be the person that we're like cursing out like yelling club over country against that ends up on our team and so literally first (laughs) our first home game of the challenge cup comes the last one that we were just at and shay and i again are on the capo stand getting everything ready (laughs) ashlyn is warming up and we just look over and we're like uh hey ashlyn uh, we should probably apologize yeah we should probably apologize (laughs) and so we're like ashlyn listen there are some things that might have been said last season um we <laughs> just wanted to let you know that we regret saying those things and we just wanted to apologize and we hope that we're all good now. And she's just like, it's so fine. Like she started yeah. laughing. It's water under the bridge. It's like it's water under yeah. the yeah. bridge. It's all
1: good. Like we just literally
2: started cracking
1: up. It was on another team back then. Yeah, so. it's like it's all different <laughs> yeah. now. It's fine yeah. now. We're just like we may or may
2: not
3: have said some things.
2: <laughs> so like just just we're our bad, you know, like our bad. Yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> it's very funny.
3: yeah Very I, I just yeah. couldn't stop laughing at the entire oh, thing no. i was like oh, <laughs> god damn
2: <laughs> like this would happen to like the one person that we're just like right. cursing out <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's
3: so mm-hmm.
0: Shay, so what would be your kind of favorite moment so far
3: yeah you, you can take oh, back to sky blue days yeah i'm digging i'm digging all the way back to 2018 <laughs> um so 2018 was a disaster season. We <laughs> only won one game that season. It was on my birthday, so yay, my 21st. You are the good luck? <laughs> <fun. laughs> sure. It was on my 21st birthday. Uh, my like Cloud Nine get like bought me drinks and stuff, but that's beside the point. Um, it was July of 2018. Uh, it was a dreadful season. It was raining every single day. <laughs> it, like at some point it was just like sleek rain but uh, like, there were multiple <laughs> it was bad so um, typical new jersey like <laughs> typical, typical new jersey weather Wait. right w- when is your birthday again september 8th
1: oh okay mine's
3: yeah oh that's my dad's birthday hey. oh
1: okay <laughs> sorry sorry you can um, keep going well, with your story
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um so it was. It was raining that day. One of our members had. It was either a canoe or a kayak. It was one of the two, and she had, and she had oars. Oh my god! And I know yeah. the story. Um, <laughs> you know the story. We put like plates down. Um, we had like a, a tinfoil. We rolled it into a ball, and we just started playing, oar baseball. Oh my! In like the pouring rain, God! In the the red dirt of your sack Field parking uh, lot, <laughs> <Pouring> <laughs> and,
2: rain, and what do by do? far,
3: <laughs> we take out an ore. Someone has someone has a ki- uh, kayak in the background, just sitting in the kayak, <laughs> 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 and we're just like just bulldozing each other, playing baseball with the ore, and it, <laughs> but, that's that's one of I story. I tell this story to everyone. Um, it's so good. I told it to Robbie in, in Louisville. Um it was it was fun. It was, you
1: guys have fun all the time and you guys just got a new website, which I love yes. it.
3: Yes. Uh I finally I finally man. guilted Jen into to putting it up.
1: Yeah. So can you tell our audience how can they get more info or like sign up to be a cloud nine member?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's very easy now. It's just cloud nine goth com. You cannot get any easier than that. It is all there. Um, you can get a membership on there. There is an access uh, page for the store. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about our supporters culture, kind of like what we value. Um, but it's it's all there. Like, we welcome everyone and anyone. Yeah. All you have to do is be able to scream loud for 90 minutes, and, you know, kind of embody that idea that you just don't quit. As long as those girls are running, then you can't stop singing,
3: you know? I will. I will yell at you if you're
2: not yes, singing. Yes, we do. We do yell <laughs> at people if they are not singing. And like you know, it's it's really cool. Actually, I can't. I, I will retract my statement. I can't say we have to be. We are being gender inclusive now, especially. We actually went back into our song sheet to make sure that everything was gender inclusive. Uh, now that we have Kumi on the nice. team, you know everything is gender mm-hmm. neutral. So uh, we're here to root on for our team, our players. And you know we want everyone to know that like these are part of our values this yeah. is stuff that like we want people to know that it's all inclusive
1: For anyone that wants to get yelled at for not singing <laughs> where can they meet you Where we can they meet you on game good day at yelling <laughs> <laughs> So where they can where can they meet you on game day?
3: You can meet us on the corner of Guyon Drive, <laughs> right by Rebel Arena. Meet us the in the parking
2: side. lot. Can that get any more in the New York, New Jersey? <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> right. Meet us in the parking lot. You get off the path. Get off the path. Yeah, you get off the path. You make a you make a left. And a left. And you just walk straight down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you'll find us. And I during
2: during the actual game, we are in the all red section in the South Ward. Section one hundred one, one thirty three, one hundred one, and one hundred two. Technically, uh, but one hundred one is like the true, true. That's where the magic happens.
1: That's where you get yelled. That's at. That's where you get yelled that's- at. <laughs> that's where we light up all
2: yes. the smoke. So you just better be ready. <laughs> exactly that's for awesome, a though. really, it's, really good time. A good time. Yeah, it's it's a very, very fun time. We have a great group of people, uh, and we're always looking for more people. So
0: when it comes to supporter groups, supporter groups are a reflection of the culture. And we were on a podcast, Ruby and I, called Brian and Me, and they and. They asked me how, like, what would you say is the selling point of Gotham? And immediately I was like, culture. It's culture. It's culture. It's culture. Uh, it's, again, support groups are reflected of the culture of the team, of the club, and of the surrounding area. And the culture of this of this club and this supporter group is so inclusive. They welcome everybody. Everybody's cool. <laughs> it's just all about love and everybody's just so much fun. So tell us a little about what you guys look for as far as, as, far as people.
3: That's a shame. I talk too much <laughs> uh <laughs> i guess is just don't be like an a-hole <laughs> don't
2: it's, be a dick like, like it's, it's the golden just rule don't, yeah.
3: yeah that's that's really the only rule we have is yeah. don't be an asshole that's <laughs> that's it <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't don't be an asshole. In every. Don't don't. You have to sing and you know just like be ready to have a good time. Like if you don't leave, yep. if you don't leave our supporters group without like needing a cough drop after the game, then you know you've done it wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Oh man, I really uh, lost my
2: voice. Oh game. yeah, it's great. I lose my voice every game. It's fantastic. My throat hates me.
0: <laughs> and I also want to point out that even though you may not be there on game day, whether you don't want to. Get yelled at all game. <laughs> I I still want you guys to get memberships. Reason why I yeah. want to think you to get memberships because it gives you an ownership stake of the team essentially. Because the supporter groups are the ones who are going to advocate for your ideas. They're going to advocate for the players' health and well being. Yeah. They're the ones who are behind the scenes pushing this whole sport forward. And so the money that you spend on a membership, even if you're not sitting there, even if you're not going to the games, is going to do good. It's going to pay it forward down the road. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If you join Cloud 9 you get access to our Discord and you have a direct line to all of the admins. Yeah. So yeah. um we're always looking for people who want better for the club and yeah. would tell us their opinions that way we can tell uh the front office. Yes, yeah,
2: absolutely. We just want to start like now that everything has gone digital, we're just advocating for accessibility. And, you know, in that that inclusivity, you know, like put in a lot of initiatives now that everyone is super literate in QR codes, you know, we're trying to get our song sheets on a QR code so that people, like even if you're not in the section, you can start learning our chants and you can sing along with us. Like you don't have to be in like the standing section to sing with us. Yeah.
3: That's such a great idea. We want, yeah, we want the entire stadium, man. Yeah. The entire stadium wants to the, We do the whole stadium sings singing. with
2: us, but like it doesn't end there, yes. you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you too for showing up and talking to us. It's just been a great interview, and again, supporter culture is something near and dear to my heart. And again, everybody, check out Cloud Nine Goth on Twitter and find them. Get a membership. Get it going. Thank you guys again. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank you for having us. No problem. Yeah. See you guys at Red Bull Arena.
0: (laughs) Yes. So for our guests, Ruby and myself, we will see you all at Red Bull Arena this Sunday against the Spirit. We're all ready, right?
3: yeah.
2: yeah. Ah. If you hear us in right. you, you got to echo it back in that stadium. If you hear the year, you got to do it. It's a law. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's go.
1: This episode keeps getting better and better. Our next guest is another Gotham FC fan favorite. First time guest on the show, this Defender Wars number 22 for Gotham FC. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Mandy Freeman.
4: (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So happy to be here. So excited to chat.
0: So, how is your week off going? If there, again, if there is such a thing as a week off. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, Scott's pretty gracious about like acknowledging that we ha- we are human beings outside of soccer. So the week off is great. We had the full days, uh, the full FIFA window, so that was great. I went to California, hung out with my boyfriend, and just soaked up some sun before coming back to Jersey. But luckily, the weather was decent here for the first couple of days back in Jersey. But yeah, I had a great time.
1: Yeah, that, that California good. weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what
4: part yeah. of California? Pasadena.
0: All right. How does it feel to be back playing games again after the off season?
4: Yeah, it's always I love being back um after the off season. Like you go from training kind of like on your own or if you can find a couple of people that's great, but to now being able to have good hard training sessions. So it's great to just get your feet back under you, shake off the cobwebs a little bit and like get to training and building with the team again.
0: Yeah, just love to compete, right? Oh yeah. How does this team feel right now about how the challenge cup is going so far?
4: Yeah, I mean obviously our results aren't that great with the challenge cup at the moment, but I think we understand that it's a building year. We have a lot of things that we want to do. We have a very um specific way that we kind of want to play and so it's just about putting what we do into training and showing that out on the field and like we're still putting the puzzle pieces together, but we're confident that we will get there. So it's just a part of the process right now of just learning each other, um trusting our coaching staff and really building a team. That last over season and that we can have a good full season and not peak too soon or you know just like get our hopes up too soon you know we still want to
1: we have a long season ahead of us basically so it looks like you guys are making progress little by little and we can tell on the pitch but let's take it a little back let's take it back in time and let's go back to the beginning and tell us how did your love for soccer begin
4: My love for soccer began watching my two older sisters play. I have two older sisters. Um, They both played soccer growing up and in college. And so just, like, being at their training sessions, um, I would also just be on the side with my own, like, little mini ball, like, trying to copy what Mm -hmm. they do. And just, like, that's where my love of soccer kind of grew. And then from there, like, I was at all the training camps that they were at (laughs) in college. I would go to all of their games and go to their, like, college soccer camps and stuff and so like my love with the game grew from watching my sisters and seeing the effort that my mom put into like making sure I was going to training sessions and had cleats and stuff like soccer is expensive so um growing up I definitely tried not to take for granted um the opportunity I got to play every opportunity yeah, I got to play
1: yeah definitely definitely expensive but at what point did you like decide that you wanted soccer to be your career wanted to be a professional soccer
4: player um well growing up I ran track and soccer so I was always like a double two-sport athlete like I would be leaving track practice with my cleats and then uh, going to soccer practice for the rest of the day so um it really was like middle of high school is where I decided that like okay I'm just gonna pursue soccer straight um and it wasn't until my senior year of college that I considered it as a career just growing up like I didn't really see Many people like me playing, so it didn't seem like an option for me. So, like, I always had the track that, like, I was gonna go to to school, play soccer, and then I was gonna do something else with my career. But when the league started getting a little more stable, a little more established towards the end of my college career, is when I was just like, okay, well, I could definitely do this as a career, and it's been fun so far.
1: (laughs) So, if you were not a soccer player now, what would you be? I'd probably be
4: a psychologist. I went to school, or I got my degree in psychology, so that's something that I was very passionate about and want to pursue, and still uh, post-soccer when this is over is something that I would like to do.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. One of the reasons we wanted to interview is because you really have an interesting story. You essentially had two years off of soccer from tearing your ACL, and then you lost a year with, with COVID, but- what was like for someone who is competitive like you, how did you stay positive through all the hurdles?
4: Yeah, um, it was definitely hard. Tearing my, I tore my Achilles in 2019, and that was like the first major injury that I've ever had in my life. So that was the, I think it was like a 10 months, 10 to 12 months full recovery. Um, so that was like hard to have to deal with. Like in my 25 years of life, I'd never not played soccer for that amount of time. But luckily, you know, I'm surrounded by amazing players who, like, were so considerate and gracious with me during my time being injured. Um, and when you show up to training and you watch them compete and perform, like, you automatically have that drive in you to, like, I want to come back and be a part of this still. And then it was just a rough year. The year I came back, it was my like, first season back returning. First week into preseason, COVID and then we it was just a difficult time i had just gone back into uh playing contact again um and then having covid hit really just like put another pause in my career and i was super excited at the time to like come back i'd worked all year to like make sure i was ready for preseason make sure i was ready to compete again and earn a starting spot and that was just like a dagger in the heart just a little bit um so like just that was that was rough. But again, like trying to stay mentally tough and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, um, you know, forces me to not quit because I, I've already done this. I know, you know, what I need to do to stay ready. And then I injured my knee. Well, <laughs> so it was just like, it was kind of just like roadblock after roadblock <laughs> after roadblock. But again, like I had amazing players around me that really motivated me and they knew like the struggles i had gone through with my first injury so they were just super motivating during my recovery back from that and this year I hope to have an injury-free season so fingers crossed and yeah yeah, I want to just compete and you know do what I love to do.
1: Oh my god on our on our last episode I was like I'm gonna go on Amazon.com right now and I'm gonna order bubble wrap for Mandy because We know. need Mandy.
4: <laughs> I know it's just like a crazy two years of like injuries, and I've never been an injury prone athlete. So it was just like a shock to my system and like everyone around me. Like now every time I go down, everyone's just like, Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, I promise, I'm fine.
1: Oh, definitely. We were worried when you went down and I think it was like uh Orlando. Yes, we were like, "Oh my God, Mandy, no!" <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes when you get injured, that's sometimes where, that's when you grow as a player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just be able to take a step back and start read, reading the game more, start focusing on the you know, watching other people play because mm-hmm. you're still focused on yourself. So sometimes injuries happen, but got To make the most of them, yeah, I think going. that
4: opportunity to watch the game. Um, I think mm. I grew tremendously as a player, being able to just from the outside critique without having to worry about like me having to perform, but just like helping my teammates with what I was seeing during each game or during training sessions, and just like learning and growing from just watching again, like when I grew up watching my sisters.
1: So. so, let's change the subject a little bit, and now we're going to talk a little bit about fashion and. As we all know, you are the fashion queen oh, and <laughs> one, of, one of the favorite like one of our favorite things and it seems like everyone it's like this is their favorite thing as well. It's the Gotham pre-game fit walks in in the, the fashion show. Last one, you guys killed it. Absolutely killed it. So tell us how this uh, this fits like got started.
4: Um it just got started last year I want to say or 20 whenever we are we were first started playing at Red Bull Arena we were just like okay we have this stadium we know that like in sports it's usually the men's teams that like to show up swagged out and we were just like why can't we do the same we all have our own personal styles our own personal spark and we wanted to just present that in a way that was off the field I feel like it makes us relatable in a different way people can relate to our style or I just feel like it just presents us more as people and you get to see us as individuals more than how we are on the field. So just get started by like showing up to training. Um, I know in college, I started wearing fits because in college, we had to work at Wednesdays, Wednesdays. We would always show up in like sweats, like student athletes, typical student athletes, always wearing sweats. Yeah. And was, like, we need one day of the week where we can wear the clothes that we buy and just feel good about ourselves. And so I started bringing that to training sessions. Just like I feel like when I'm confident going, arriving to the game, it will translate on the field in the game. And so that's why I feel like we have a bunch of fashion killers and fashionistas on the team. And
1: so <laughs> we're really excited to
4: just show you like our personal style and right. what makes us unique off the field.
1: And Angel City is out there saying that they're ready for a, bo- a battle with Gotham City. Oh, See, gosh. What, what do you have to say here? Let's-
4: <laughs> I will just say, you know, we know what we bring to the table. And it's a whole lot. And if you can't match that that's not our fault. You know, we, <laughs> we just we do what we do. And that's a part of like I kind of our a, identity now. But, you know, we're up for a challenge. Like I said before, we're up for a challenge. You want to bring the Fitz game? Bring it.
1: Bring it. Bring it. Exactly. <laughs> so how do you define your personal style?
4: Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's so <laughs> difficult. Um, I'm very eclectic. I love color. I love the 70s. I feel like all of my like, my style is very 70s esque with like the prints, the suits. I love a good flared pant. So I would say, like, I love the 70s. I'm an eclectic, but like, I like to make it a little bit modern to fit like today.
1: Yeah, like throw some Jordans there. Mm-hmm, like. mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> but not to give any secrets away, but what are some of your favorite fashion spots or brands here around here? Oh, my fashion. Well, It's hard because
4: I'm such a vintage person, so it's hard to like pick a specific brand. But I love secondhand stores. I find something so special, and in just like finding a little piece, like in a gem amongst like the rocks. Um, So like any secondhand store, vintage stores. New York has a lot of them. So luckily, you know, we're right there. So I, trying not to (laughs) go as often.
1: I would definitely have to go with you because I hate going through the rags. I'm kind of like the person that, oh, I like that. Okay, no, I, (laughs) but yeah, that's really cool. And obviously y'all like, like kill it out there, but who on the team do you look for as in I have to see what this player is wearing?
4: Oh, definitely um, Estelle Johnson. And now that we've added Ashlyn and Allie to the group, those three are like my, and Dami Richardson. Those four are like my... I always text them, like, so what are you guys wearing before the game today? <laughs> just to get the vibe, you know. And it's usually something, like, so fantastic. So we all just not compete with each other, but we definitely try to, like, you know, one-up do you each have other at times.
1: Do you have and your how, fit how, ready for this weekend?
4: Do I have any ready for this weekend? No. I think I'll start, like, maybe thinking about it I don't think about it ahead of time as I feel like people think. So it's usually probably the day before is when I really start like, okay, what do I want to wear? But like in the locker room, I'll be like, so what are you wearing for game day in this week? What are you wearing for game day this week? But like, <laughs> we don't really know until the day before.
0: And how about the, the, the rookies? Mm-hmm. This is something that you sit them down and say, Hey, is you, what did you have to do? Or is it, <laughs> they just find it on their own, find their own style. No, right. We
4: did it for, uh, it was not, it's not something that anybody has to do. And we try to make sure that that is conveyed throughout the team that like, we do this simply for the joy of like feeling ourselves, not nothing mm-hmm. else. Um, but they wanted to do it and they looked fly. So they mm-hmm. looked really good. They showed up.
0: Let's switch back to a little bit more talking about you as a player. So as a youth player, like not many youth players grow up to want to be you want want to be a center back. It's always kinda, of, you know, wanting to be the goal scorer, you want to be the person making the assist, you want to be Ronaldo, you wanna be Messi, you wanna be, you know, Alex Morgan's of the world. But not many people have set out to be a center back. So how did that – it's kind of a – it's a thankless job, really. So what set you to become a center back or something that you always –
4: um, strangely enough, I wasn't one of those people that like wanted like the fame and glory on the field. I've always wanted to be not the playmaker, but I wanted to make the good pass. I wanted to set my player up to be the best player. Um, And so I feel like that's how I naturally kind of fell into the center back role. But I was always an offensive player growing up. Like I was a winger, I was a forward and I was a midfielder. Like those were my three spots. It wasn't until later in my youth career that I became a solid like center back. And even was when I was playing center back with the youth national team, on my club teams, I was still oftentimes playing midfielder. And I did in college for a little bit as well. But like being the center back, well, you kind of just get to see everything. You get to command the field. You're organizing. You're the farthest back from everybody else. So you can see everything happening in front of you. And I think a big part of my game or what I think what makes me me on the field is my passing. And that's kind of something that I pride myself being able to like play scenes fitting splitting balls and so i feel like as a center back like i can just see everything and that's really just like where i can have the most fun is being able to just like ping balls out and make my forwards and make my midfielders put them in the best positions to do what they do
0: when you're the better player on the team and the youth team they always kind of put you up forward to do mm-hmm. you know those things but you know it's it's nice to have the game in front of you the whole time yeah
4: And it is a thankless job like defenders get (laughs) not a whole lot of credit, but uh, we we sure do have like, I think the biggest mentality when it comes to like positions on the field is just like, we have so much not pride on the line. But like, if there's a goal that goes in the back of the net, like, that's we take that personally. So I feel like it's just, it's just a different mentality being a defender which I yeah. like because I'm super competitive.
0: Well, it worked out. Yeah. You know, not not only did you become like a great center back, but you are part of the best backline in the league across the entire backline. Dorsey, Didasco, now Jean. Gotham has four starting center backs, essentially. Yeah. So what is it like being able to play alongside, learn, and grow from all that talent and experience?
4: Um, it's great. We have so many different... Um, Like styles of defenders on the field. And so it's great to kind of be able to take what they do. Like Caprice is super attacking minded. She has great feet. Uh, Estelle slide tackles and tackles like nobody's business. Gina is one of the best people I've seen in the air. Amani is so technical and smart on the ball. And so I feel like there's so many little things that I can pick up and want to emulate from my game from the players that are around me, which I think is great. Like in training, like it's always, we always ask each other, like, hey, like, what are you seeing, or in the game, rather, we always ask each other, like, what are you seeing that we could fix? Like, we always lean on each other for more information to solve problems. And so I think it's great that we all have that relationship and trusting and we can really, like, grow as individuals by the knowledge that we all
0: have. And it seems like no matter what the pairing is, it's just locked down for Gotham. So it's, like, so important to have a partner in the back that you can trust Mm -hmm. and kind of balance each other's skill sets. So do you have a preferred partner that you that you like or is it just what makes a good center back pairing
4: um i think what makes a good i can't say that i have a preferred partner um everybody's so different to play next Mm. to but i would say what makes a partnership great is similar communication styles and i would say the best on the field is different strengths so like i feel like you have two people that can play long balls like i don't know i feel like having different personalities offers up different uh, things that you can use attacking wise on the field. Um, so I can't say that I have a, that I have a person that I prefer to play next to because, like I said, we all just like we gel pretty well in the field no matter what the pairing is. Like in training, like defense is a mentality, and we all know that mentality. and We all try to, no matter who we're playing next to, like bring the same mentality every single game.
0: Yeah, and Allie Krieger has seemed to fit into this this team pretty seamlessly, uh, from, from a personality standpoint and from a player standpoint. So what is she? Th- brought to your your team what have you learned from her so far
4: yeah she's brought a lot of experience she's played a whole lot um she's been a whole lot of places played against a bunch of teams a bunch of different people and so she brings just like a level of knowledge that like is just out of this world um so she's always offering up feedback and she's really good at solving problems like in the flow of the game so that's what i would say um that i've taken from her is just being able to just not wait until a break or not wait till the coach tells you is like fix it on the field so that we can like so that we can go from there and not have to wait for the coach to give us information Um, but her knowledge is amazing to have and her grit and her tenacity on the field is like amazing like she will get stuck in and will go 100% all the time no matter what
0: and Sloan is adorable
4: oh my gosh. Baby I feel like a better question. We had, did we take this loan? Everyone loves her. As as come down, it's like, give me the baby, give me the baby. Like, everyone, we call them baby hogs. We have a couple on the team. They
0: will not be named,
4: but they know who they are. Yeah.
0: And so, you personally, so what is your goals for this season?
4: Um, my goals for the season well, number one, have a healthy season. Um, we talked about just like that, like that is one of my biggest goals to get through. And Scott's very understanding with that as well. And he wants that from me is just have a healthy season. That way I can be my best and perform my best. Um, number two, I want to play a lot. Like I having two years kind of off, like I want to earn a consistent starting spot to where like I can play and really learn to trust myself again and learn to comp- like be competitive and gain more confidence, and you're only going to get that by playing. And number three, I want to win a championship. So I'd <laughs> probably number one. <laughs> I want to win a championship, and I think we have the personnel to fully make that happen.
0: So, what do you think would be a successful season for this team? Is it is it uh, cup or bust, or is it you know making the playoffs? Is what, what's 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 a success at the end of the season?
4: Um. Success kind of hard to measure um especially with this group and this team um but having made the playoffs last year I would say success would be getting into the final four and greater success peak peak success would be winning
0: Yeah absolutely So we want to
4: do better than we did last year and so that's making playoffs again making final four
1: getting into the finals
0: and winning And winning all right Ruby, do you have any rapid fire questions?
1: Yeah, I do. So we're going to close out this interview with some fun questions. I call these like the rapid fire questions. (laughs) Technically, (laughs) I just ask you a question and you're going to answer whatever or the first thing that comes up to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's go. All right. Favorite food? Pizza. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) What's your hype up song?
4: Hype up song? Oh my gosh. Um, right now it's Dandelions by oh gosh, I can't remember who it's by. Um, but it's very upbeat, very peppy. Um, I wanna see if I can find it. Or maybe after I'll have time. Um, (laughs) but that's my favorite song for Pump Up.
1: All right. What's what's like your cheat meal? My cheat meal. Um I probably have to say like pizza and we
4: have a real (laughs) It's my favorite meal and my cheat meal. um i would say or ice cream it's not a meal but it definitely belongs in its own category
1: now now i have to ask this question pineapple on your pizza or no pineapple on your pizza
4: oh see being a pizza lover i love all kinds of pizza um so i've definitely enjoyed pineapple on my pizza in a past life many years ago so i can't completely diss it but it's not something that i put it on now
1: well, for the people that don't like pineapple, don't add at Mandy, please. Don't no. at her. <laughs> no, no,
4: that's not me anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your most used app on your phone? Instagram. I really need
4: to put a lock on it at
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite holiday?
4: Christmas. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas, Can't too. Can't beat the Christmas vibes and the songs yeah. and everything.
1: Uh, TV show you binge watch recently.
4: Oh, the ultimatum! <laughs> on Netflix, oh, yeah, the new one. <laughs> I only say that because I literally just finished it today, but I binged the entire like ten episodes or whatever yesterday.
1: I need I need to catch up mm-hmm. tonight. We do. The new <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Don't no. Don't spoil it. Um. So, what's one thing you cannot leave your house without?
4: Um, I cannot leave my house without. Uh, to run through the list, which is pretty easy, phone, wallet, and I have a giant pink jug of water that I take everywhere. And it has, like, I always get comments from my teammates about it because it's literally huge, but it helps me stay hydrated.
1: <laughs> and, and the last question, what was your childhood nickname?
4: Oh, my childhood nickname was Mandy Pandy.
1: <laughs> Gosh, that's <laughs> embarrassing.
4: Um, <laughs> and I spelt it with an I. Mandy with an I. Okay. Oh. I a little cheeky back then.
1: <laughs> We're gonna name this podcast Mandy Pandy. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, please don't. <laughs>
1: no, thank you so much for being with us, Mandy. Well, yeah. thank you for having me. This was really fun.
0: Yeah, Mandy. Yeah, unfortunately, we reached the end of this interview. So. Please come back on. We have I have so many more questions for you. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours. I really do want to thank you for doing this and taking the time to talk to us. Oh
4: yeah. This was, like I said, super fun. The questions were so great. And look forward to watching the Gotham Fit video the next time it comes out.
0: Yes. <laughs> so good luck this season. Stay healthy. All that. Thank you so much. Yes. And to the fans, thanks for listening. This was a special show. This is why we put this podcast together for shows like this. We hope you all enjoyed it. From Mandy, Cloud9, uh, Ruby, and myself, thank you for listening. Gotham is back Easter Sunday, three PM. I am ready to get back to this matchup against the Champs. Are you ready, Mandy? Woo! So ready. Mm-hmm. This
4: has been a long Let's time go. coming.
0: Let's go. <laughs>